Welcome to Bite at a Time Books Behind the Story, where we answer the questions you have about your favorite classic authors. What inspired your favorite author to write their novels? What was going on in the world at the time? Follow along with us as we tell you what was happening in the world while your favorite authors wrote your favorite classics. My name is Bree Carlisle, and I love to read and wanted to share my passion with listeners like you. If you want to know what's coming next and vote on upcoming books, sign up for our newsletter at biteatatimebooks.com. Be sure to follow my show on your favorite podcast platform so you get all the new episodes. You can find most of our links in the show notes, but also our website, biteatatimebooks.com, includes all of the links for our show, including to our Patreon to support the show and YouTube, where we have special behind the narration of the episodes. We're part of the Bite at a Time Books Productions Network. If you'd also like to hear a book by the author, check out the Bite at a Time Books podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Today we'll be talking about the literary debut of Jules Verne. Thanks to his visits to salons, Verne came into contact in 1849 with Alexandre Dumas through the mutual acquaintance of a celebrated chirologist of the time, the Chevalier de Perigny. Verne became close friends with Dumas's son, Alexandre Dumas Fils, and showed him a manuscript for a stage comedy, Les Pales Rompues, The Broken Straws. The two young men revised the play together, and Dumas, through arrangements with his father, had it produced by the Opera Nationale at the Théâtre Historique in Paris, opening on 12 June 1850. In 1851, Verne met with a fellow writer from Nantes, Pierre-Michel-Francois Chevalier, known as Petre Chevalier, the editor-in-chief of the magazine Musée des Families, the family museum. Petra Chevalier was looking for articles about geography, history, science, and technology, and was keen to make sure that the educational component would be made accessible to large popular audiences, using a straightforward prose style or an engaging fictional story. Verne, with his delight in diligent research, especially in geography, was a natural for the job. Verne offered him a short historical adventure story, The First Ships of the Mexican Navy, written in the style of James Fenimore Cooper, whose novels had deeply influenced him. Petre Chevalier published it in July 1851, and in the same year published a second story by Verne, A Voyage in Balloon, August 1851. The latter story, with its combination of adventurous narrative, travel themes, and detailed historical research, would later be described by Verne as the first indication of the line of novel that I was destined to follow. Dumas Phils put Verne in contact with Jules Sevest, a stage director who had taken over the directorship of the Théâtre Historique and renamed it the Théâtre Lyrique. Sevest offered Verne the job of secretary of the theater, with little or no salary attached. Verne accepted, using the opportunity to write and produce several comic operas, written in collaboration with Hignard and the prolific librettist Michael Carr. To celebrate his employment at the Théâtre Lyrique, Verne joined with ten friends to found a bachelor's dining club, the Ons Sens Femme, Eleven Bachelors. For some time, Verne's father pressed him to abandon his writing and begin a business as a lawyer. However, Verne argued in his letters that he could only find success in literature. The pressure to plan for a secure future in law reached its climax in January 1852, when his father offered Verne his own Nance law practice. Faced with this ultimatum, Verne decided conclusively to continue his literary life and refused the job, writing, 
am I not right to follow my own instincts? It's because I know who I am that I realize what I can be one day. Meanwhile, Verne was spending much time at the Bibliothèque Nationale de France, conducting research for his stories and feeding his passion for science and recent discoveries, especially in geography. It was in this period that Verne met the illustrious geographer and explorer Jacques Arago, who continued to travel extensively despite his blindness. He had lost his sight completely in 1837. The two men became good friends. And Arago's innovative and witty accounts of his travels led Verne toward a newly developing genre of literature, that of travel writing. In 1852, two new pieces from Verne appeared in the Musée des Familles, Martin Paz, a novella set in Lima, which Verne wrote in 1851 and published 10 July through 11 August 1852, and Les Chateaux en Californie ou Pierre qui roule Numas Pasmousse, The Castles in California, or A Rolling Stone Gathers No Moss, a one-act comedy full of racy double entendres. In April and May 1854, the magazine published Verne's short story, Master Zacharias, an E.T.A. Hoffman-like fantasy featuring a sharp condemnation of scientific hubris and ambition, followed soon afterward by A Winter Amid the Ice, a polar adventure story whose themes closely anticipated many of Verne's novels. The Musée also published some nonfiction popular science articles which, though unsigned, are generally attributed to Verne. Verne's work for the magazine was cut short in 1856, when he had a serious quarrel with Petre Chevalier and refused to continue contributing, a refusal he would maintain until 1863, when Petre Chevalier died and the magazine went to new editorship. While writing stories and articles for Petre Chevalier, Verne began to form the idea of inventing a new kind of novel, a Roman de la science, novel of science, which would allow him to incorporate large amounts of the factual information he so enjoyed researching in the Bibliothèque. He is said to have discussed the project with the elder Alexandre Dumas, who had tried something similar with an unfinished novel, Isaac Lacadam, and who enthusiastically encouraged Verne's project. At the end of 1854, another outbreak of cholera led to the death of Jules Sylvestre, Verne's employer at the Théâtre Lyrique, and by then a good friend. Though his contract only held him to a further year of service, Verne remained connected to the theater for several years after Sylvestre's death, seeing additional productions to fruition. He also continued to write plays and musical comedies, most of which were not performed. Thank you for joining Bite at a Time Books behind the story today, while we answered some of the questions you have about one of your favorite classic authors. Again, my name is Bree Carlisle, and I hope you come back next time while we answer more questions about one of your favorite classic authors. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at biteatatimebooks.com. Check out the show notes or our website, biteatatimebooks.com, for the links for our show.